everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at the theology of me. But theology means the study of God, so me as God? My friend Alexis and I have breakfast together once a month, once every other month or so, and we always meet at the same place. It's a place called Herman's Boy, and it's a bagel shop, but it's actually not just a bagel shop because it's in an old farmhouse, and they also roast coffee and make fudge and sell kitchen utensils. Lots and lots of kitchen utensils. And so you go there, and you are not really sure what to do if you haven't been there before because it's really kind of confusing. There's chalkboards all over the wall that tell you different things you can order. And this is pretty overwhelming. So you go in and you place your order for your fresh bagel with cream cheese. We like to get Parmesan with dill cream cheese. Yum. And you pick out some good coffee that you're going to drink. And then you wander through the kitchen utensils and find a random table to sit at. And that's what you do. And it's amazing because you can get a bagel and a coffee for like $3. No kidding. $3. So we do this, you know, once a month, once every other month or so. And we talk theology. And that's a pretty special friendship. Like, I don't have very many people in my life who want to eat bagels and drink coffee and talk theology at 8 o'clock in the morning. But Alexis is totally up for that. And I love that about her. I also love the fact that she's about a decade younger than me. And so she just has a really unique perspective compared to my perspective on life. And it's just stimulating conversation. Amazing. I love it. And I asked for permission to share her name um, the other day at breakfast at Herman's Boy eating bagels and coffee. And I said, can I talk about you on my podcast? Can I use your name? Or should I just call you my special friend? And Alexis said, well, you better use my name because if you call me your special friend, it's going to sound like I'm this little troll that lives under the table and you feed me bagels, so I'll talk theology. And I laughed way too hard about that for the rest of the day. So this is my story about me and Alexis. We talk theology over bagels, and I love it. And she's actually the inspiration for this blog post because as we were talking one day, She's taking a theology class at my church right now. I'm taking a Bible study methods class. Fantastic stuff taught by two different professors that teach at seminaries. And so she was talking about this double-sided theology of God they were learning about. That God is both transcendent, meaning that he is higher than us and really unable to be known by us because he's so much different. But he's also eminent, meaning that he's close and that he wants to be known and that he is knowable to a certain degree. And she was saying that if we get one of those things without the other, we end up in this false theology about who God is that becomes really more about us than anything else. And my opinions and my feelings and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's so fascinating. I wonder what else we do that with. And so I just started thinking about double-sided theology of God, like things that we need to hold together, not just separate, that if we only have one of them without the other, we're going to end up in imbalance versus a balanced view of God. So as I was like thinking about this, it just made me think about our very polarized society that we live in, that we live in this place where it's us versus them, it's black and white, it's me against you, and it's one extreme or the other. And I was wondering, how does this work? Like, I know how it worked in my life growing up in this ultra-conservative stuff, but I have a lot of friends who jumped from ultra-conservatism into more of a liberal view of God and people and stuff like that. And I just, I don't know, I hesitate because it just doesn't seem like that's totally correct either. And as as I look into both of those, I'm like, wow, they have something in common. 
Like at the core, it really is this theology of me. And I don't know if it's because we don't get to have physical interactions with God every day, or if it's because we're just naturally his enemies, or if it's just because we just struggle to make a God in our own image. But I feel like for whatever reason, like we have a really hard time getting him right, like really hard time getting him right. And we just struggle with this whole thing. And we just are so quick to turn it into a fake God. And I am very familiar with the one side of things, the conservative, um, ultra obsessed with rules side of things. And so as I thought about this, there's, you know, this one side that holds tightly to truth, but that truth is usually defined by their own opinions. And they focus on God's power and his rules. And this God is holy and he's just, but he also seems kind of like a manipulative narcissist at times. Like he demands correct behavior and he demands that good people act good and be afraid of him. And the Bible becomes this rule book filled with do's and don'ts. Rather than seeing the Bible as a whole and the story of God and people, people like this tend to see it as a recipe box full of formulas to get desired results. And salvation is often based on fear and it focuses on behavior. And so it sounds like on the outside that this would be a theology about God, like God is big and God is strong and God is, you know, just and holy and he demands things. But the interesting part is if you look into this kind of theology, it really is about me. Because oftentimes this manipulative narcissist view of God is kind of reflected in whoever the manipulative narcissist leader is, whether it's a pastor or a head elder or the head of an organization or something like that, you end up with this person who wants control. And so they turn God into this kind of thing. However, it's also about me because I can behave in certain ways. I have the power to control my life. I can control my checklist of how I behave. Um, It's about me and the things that I do. And I suddenly have this ability to gain righteousness or goodness based upon my actions. If I follow the rules, if I perform, then I end up with blessings and success because I'm a good person. And so under the guise of quote-unquote righteousness, it's actually really a theology of me because it's not about God, the real God. It's about this God we create. It's about my performance and the way I do things to get things from him. And it's about my own interpretation of the Bible. Like, honestly, we skipped so much of the Bible because, I don't know, they didn't want to deal with the fact there was grace, freedom forgiveness, love. I mean, I don't know. Galatians, we never read Galatians. And when I finally did, I was like, wow, mind is blown. This is amazing. But if we're going to swing to extremes, there is another extreme out there. And this extreme sounds a lot nicer because it's focused on God's kindness and on his love and on his mercy. But at the same time, like this God is nice, but he's also kind of wimpy. Like, I don't feel like he seems like he has a whole lot of power or authority. And instead of just focusing on, you know, all the aspects of God, these people tend to focus on God's goodness and his love. But once again, that's kind of defined as their own opinions. And they're quick to emphasize um, happiness and other positive emotions. And that God cares about that kind of stuff more than he cares about what we do and don't do or about, you know, our hearts and stuff like that. And It's interesting because this side also tends to not read the entire Bible, but they also take out things that they like and don't like based on their own opinions. And so 
they might take out more things about God's justice or his holiness versus, you know, taking out God's love and mercy. And so it's just interesting to me because as I read books or listen to podcasts and stuff like this about the more liberal side of Christianity, and I'm like, huh, you know, it's the same thing. Like we're still taking things out. We're still defining things by our own opinions. And, you know, this God might not be a manipulative narcissist, but he's just wimpy and kind of lame, honestly. And so the Bible tends to become kind of irrelevant as people pick and choose the parts that seem good to them. And I almost, it almost, I don't know this for certain, but it almost seems like they feel like they're maybe slightly more advanced or like more evolved than the biblical authors. And so they're, you know, smart enough to decide which is actually true, what they actually meant. And I mean, I've even heard people say like, you know, they didn't have the full revelation of God back then. So we do now, we understand everything now. And so they didn't really mean that. They were just trying to define God based on what they knew about him at that point in time. It's almost like the people writing the Bible versus like God writing the Bible through the people. So anyway, it seems nice. I mean, salvation can often be very vague if it's even necessary at all. And it seems nice and it seems kind and loving and hopeful. But if you look into it, it's actually the people that are the gods, not the real God. Because they've created this God in their own image who is nice and kind and loving and they can do what they want. Which is so weird because it's actually the same exact thing as the other extreme, which is still about me doing what I want. And this is where I just find us once again. You know, as broken people, we struggle to understand God and we struggle to want to understand God. And it's so much more comfortable to create these gods in our own images who, you know, work for us. Like, Maybe it works for me to have a manipulative God that, you know, is controlling so that I can control people. But maybe it works for me to have this just really nice, lame, wimpy God so that I can do whatever I want and I can decide what's right and what's wrong based on, you know, my opinions. But what the problem with this is, is that it completely ignores the fact that there is a real and living, powerful, almighty God who exists. And that's what I believe. I mean... Guys, the creation just screams about him to us. Like when I, I love camping. My family and I go camping like a lot all summer long. And one of my favorite things to do is when I have to get up because we have like a pop-up camper. So I have to get up and go pee at the bathhouse in the middle of the night, which is super annoying. But at the same time, this is what happens. You're walking in the middle of the night to the bathhouse and you look up and oh my gosh, the stars. The stars. There are so many stars. And there is no way that those stars just happened. They just scream about the God, star-breathing God who said, let there be light and kaboom. We've got stars. And I love that. I love how it just screams it to me. I live in Michigan and we just kind of finished up the peak fall foliage. And it was gorgeous this year. I mean, the colors were vibrant. And so as I was driving around, doing my shipped shopping thing because I'm a grocery delivery person when I'm not doing podcasts and writing and stuff. So I was driving around delivering groceries this last week and the colors were just amazing. I mean, they were so beautiful. And they're, the leaves, they just scream about God to me. Like he's real, he's big, he's awesome. You know, stand on the shore of Lake Superior or Lake Michigan sometime when there's extra storm and the waves are insane. Like God is real. And so I think that's where we have to stop because we can't have this theology of me. It cannot be about what I think or what I want or what I believe or what I, whatever. It's not about me because there is a very real, very big, 
very powerful, very holy, very just, very loving and amazing and merciful and forgiving and gracious God out there. He is real. And if he's real, we need to figure out who he is and who we are and what that means. We don't get to just wing it. We don't get to just figure this out ourselves and do whatever we want. We've got to figure this out right. And I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. It's this truth intention that I'm actually going to talk about next episode. This middle way, this truth intention. And so if God is really God and not me, then I get to live in this beautiful place of tension and mystery. I'm not going to figure it out because he is so much more and bigger and higher and amazing than me. That's transcendence again. However, he wants to be known. And he is able to be known. And that's the eminence again. And we end up with this God who is just and holy, but also incredibly full of grace and love. He's all powerful. And yet he allows us to choose to reject him. The Bible is his revelation to us. The story of who he is and who we are. And salvation is a gift from God to us. So that we are able to come back to him to be back into this relationship with him that we were created to be in. And the only behavior that it's based on is the amazing sacrificial behavior of Jesus Christ. So I sit here in this place of tension. How do we hold two seemingly opposite things? How do we believe in a God who is big and powerful and yet wants to be known? And how do I get myself out of the way? And so I I just would be curious, you know, ask yourself, which side of this theology of me do I gravitate towards? Do I want a God who has checklists so that I can feel good about myself? Do I want a loving, wimpy God so that I can just make up my own stuff and do whatever I want without consequence? Or am I okay living in this place of tension with a living God who is both far above us and near enough to be known? and to be known intimately. It's a terrifying thought, but it's also amazing and it makes me smile. So I'm excited to keep unpacking this kind of ideas with you guys next week. Like I said, next week we're going to talk about um, tension theology and the narrow middle way, or the awkward middle way as I've come to call it. And I'm excited to show that with you guys. And so, as always, until then, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.